Hi there, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef Junior Season 7, Episode 3. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And welcome to the Big Top. Welcome to the Big Top. Um, and this episode is actually called Under the Big Top. And I personally called this episode, Holy Crap, They're Cooking for Clowns. <laughs> that That's true. And the part of the reason that I did that is they said they were going to be cooking for performers and crew, and it appeared as if they dressed the entire crew up as clowns. Yes, and then there was one maybe um, sound engineer. Right. And the rest were clowns. And um, one of my observations about the circus performers were um, I, I find it so surprising that the clowns... Um, choose to eat their full meals with their noses on. <laughs> that seemed a little interesting because I think a lot of times the way you can taste food is because you can smell it too. So so a bigger new nose would mean that you could taste it better. Maybe. I guess. You got <laughs> that's, it. That's the way it goes. So um, I, you may have a different opinion on this, but I think it's kind of early in the season for a team challenge for where they split them in two. Yeah, you know, I, w- I thought, I knew it was going to be a team challenge from the previews, but for some reason I thought there were going to be three teams, huh. and also because um, this wasn't the traditional circus, um, but old-fashioned circuses that aren't around anymore um, for many, many reasons, I think they always had like three, like three ring circus. Right. So for some reason, because of that, I thought there were going to be three teams. Well, so there were big teams. There were big teams. And they, um, they, uh, said this is the largest, and then they put in quotes, traveling circus. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't think it's the largest circus. So they had to put an asterisk next to it to say traveling. Yeah, I don't think there are many circuses around anymore. No, so the largest traveling circus is eight people, <laughs> and one sound tech <laughs> one engineer. Sound tech. But it was, a, they, but there were a lot of clowns. Yeah, there were. Well, we start the show um, with Gordon the Great, and if you guys um, didn't get a chance, I would definitely say take another look at the posters in the background because. Gordon's dressed up as a magician with a rabbit that he's pulling out of his hat. Sure hope he's not making rabbit cassoulet. Um, and then we have Christina, the contortionist, and then Aron, the acrobat. Usually in these team challenges, they're cooking for someone that Gordon Ramsay considers important. Um, what are you saying about clowns? Well, I'm just saying before <laughs> it has always been a high status person, so it's like uh, five star chefs, um, firefighters, uh, veterans, active service members, policemen. David, it's not easy being in a traveling circus. Well, if that's the case, then he's found one. But he didn't play up that card either. Yeah. Where he's like, he did. He did call the food that they made for them clown fuel. Or fuel for the performers, yeah. which I took to mean clown fuel. Well, I think you took it the right <laughs> way. Um, I do love that the kids are tickled when they see that it's a circus um, theme. And Reed, who turns out to be, in my opinion, the superstar of this entire episode, right. says... His quote was, I feel like I'm in heaven right now. So I thought that was good, and I thought that was good foreshadowing for 
everything that he does in the in late in the later episode. Well, we mentioned him in the last episode because he was in the background and they were cutting to him for reaction shots and he seemed genuinely delighted at everything that was happening and a, just a genuinely n- nice kid. Yeah. And, but he was just camo hat because they didn't even bother yeah. to introduce him. And now he's Reed. Yeah. He's one of the sleepers. I think we have another sleeper too. We can talk about a little bit later um, okay. in the episode. But All right. we switched to the, the judges do some tricks, um, which I was impressed. I sure. was like, wow, they're on those bikes yeah. and that little thing. Sure. Unless they did a switcheroo at the last second. And do you it was- think they did? Well, they didn't show the whole thing, so it's impossible to know if they had them drive off and then drive back on or one of those kind of tricks. Well, you know, um, Gorgor Ram Ram has a restaurant in Las Vegas. It's so true. maybe he got a little practice at Cirque du Soleil. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't know if Christina Tozzi would want to take her, her life into her own hands in the cage of death. Well, in the cage of death, this is the thing. I hear that you say she doesn't want to take her life into her own hands, but I don't think it would be death-defying because we've seen those, the the real version of that. And I remember the cages being like uh, 15 times bigger than that little cage. Right. So who knows? Yes. So they divide them up into two teams. For based, 51 people. Yeah, for 51 people, based on the color of apron that's tucked under their seat. Here's my question about that. I believe that they assign seats to the contestants. Okay. Do you, what do you think of that? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Because I, it's the, hard to know without them Yeah. showing it, so well, I don't know. The reason why I say that is because Evie and um, Shay... Mm-hmm. Both had um, team leader already printed on their apron. Well, I think that was the apron that they pulled out from under the under, under the, the seat, seat they were seat, sitting right. seated in. So they knew that the children were going to sit in specific seats. That's what I. That's okay. my opinion. Sure. I think. So Shay is the the uh, VP of his student council, which is a position of serious leadership. Yes. So he feels prepared for yeah. what is to come. Do you think he's prepared for his CEO no. to come later I in the episode? I, well, I I, <laughs> I like that CEO and Mateo rhyme. Because <laughs> that's what happens. But I, I think Evie is the wiser of the two because she is not happy to be team leader and have the spotlight on mm-hmm. herself. She's thinking more big picture and history of the show than Shay is because Shay is like, this is my opportunity to shine. Yeah. And Evie's like, ooh, I'd rather be cooking and have someone yeah. else be team leader. I also noticed that she re- kind of rallied the troops early on and they had more of a collaborative mm-hmm. meeting, mm-hmm. even though there were some folks that didn't particularly like their assignments Matthew I don't yeah. want to do bok choy yeah um in his adorable little shirt I don't know where his family shops for that little guy but Super man cute. he has some cute shoes yeah. or shirts um but um the other team just kind of felt a little bit more full of energy almost too much early on yeah so yeah. that that's true so they one team is making steak yeah, the, strip, uh, the blue team is making the strip steak. 
And the other team's making salmon. Yep. So the red team's making salmon. What one do you think is tougher to make, David? I would say salmon. I agree. Um, I think that um, while steak temperature is hard to achieve, uh, salmon is harder to keep moist. And they they had to cook a lot of it. And mm-hmm. so the salmon's a pretty quick cook. But um, I can't imagine it's sitting around, for instance, so they couldn't really do any pre-prep stuff. So I would say, I would say the steak is easier. A little bit easier. I agree. Plus, they always talk about salmon skin being, like, not crispy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the clowns and the one sound engineer are, like, that picky, though. No, it didn't sound like it. But um, it goes, um, I, I thought that Shay's natural leadership kind of meant that he was really loud. Because he just talked really loudly right off the bat. And um, as you said, you know, Evie had the meeting and she planned it out. But then she went into almost total meltdown immediately. She did. And and what I was thinking was, oh, no, um, Blue Team um, has to kind of have an early meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed with Jaden at this point because he comes to the rescue. He helps get everybody together to listen to Evie. And then Christina also comes over and gives her a pep talk. And one of my favorite things from this entire episode was when Christina says, it's okay if you have a little tear in your eye. To acknowledge, yeah, you can be an emotional, but girl, get your your stuff together. And I just, I thought that was kind of words to live by. Yeah, I think it was very wise. Um, and then uh, Mateo just became like an agent of chaos on his team because he kind of <laughs> he kind of inspired his other teammates to leave their station. Yeah, and he was saying he was being a CEO, but. Um, I think Ivy handled him the best because he was coming up to Ivy and giving her instructions on what to do. And she was saying, yeah, I know. Yeah, she she had no time for any of that. No, she was like, yes, I know how to cook. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think she was doing uh, orzo maybe. Yeah, and he was like season it more and she's like, yeah, I know. And he just kind of stood around a little bit with his CEO um, Um, co-captain. Attitude. Yeah. The other thing that we we see more more read, um, mm-hmm. and and my note here is that he could be a sleeper contestant that shines um, bright later. So now is the time where we see Reed really starting to come into play. Correct. Yeah. Um, cooking those steaks. And he's only eight. I can't believe that young man I know. is eight. I would have guessed that he was um, one of the like ten. Yeah. At least because yeah. he's he's very. Very um, in control, and he handled the stress very well. A um, lot of water drinking. Oh, my gosh. That was just... He was so busy cooking 15 steaks at that time. He has to do a little call out because he's on the verge of fainting. So he requests the bottle of water while Matthew is in the background shouting about... Um, how many steaks How many needs. steaks. And every single child. I even think the kids on the other team were singing Reed's praises at this point. Yeah. And then... The salmon incident on the other team where Gordon Ramsay found some raw salmon and they, I, I didn't understand what was happening at first because one of my favorite moments in a past season was when uh, Gordon Ramsay threw um, a steak at a fire engine and in this one he throws salmon at a clown's head 
And at first I was confused, why would he throw it at a circus prop? And then I realized it was one of the garbage cans, and that was that was the top of the garbage and can. And its mouth, yeah. And it was its mouth, so he was trying to throw it in a, well, I mean, he was obviously, you know, but it hit the clown's head and shattered into many salmon shards. Yeah, it was it was it was a little scary. Yes. And and right around this time, Aron says to Reed, I don't know if you got this, um in regards to Reed's skills mm-hmm. um and and his young age, um, he says Aaron says, get out to Reed, like, get out, you're doing, yeah. and Reed replies, I'm not out, which I just thought, that kind of made me laugh. It I was very it was cute. cute. It was yeah. a, a really cute interaction, and I feel like Aron has been so listening to notes, um, but it also sounded like his voice has changed a little bit. So oh, you think? I don't, yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah. So um, I would also like to point out that they were voting on who won by honking clown noses. Did you notice the art, um, the clown art on that um, poster? Yes. I liked it. Yes, it was very nice. Yeah, I thought it was great. But then, out of the blue, (laughs) out of nowhere, comes a mime. What was it up with the mime? I don't know. It was like clown, 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 and then a mime... And he did an exaggerated honk on the clown's nose as if it was an invisible clown's nose and he was pretending to do it, but he was really doing it, which is weird. Is that really miming? No, that's just exaggerated movement, (laughs) which which is not miming. (laughs) Maybe that's all they can get for the traveling circus. (laughs) Or, Or it's like, you know, the production designer and... They just dressed him up oh. as a mime, and so he feels like he has to be mimish or Doing a mimeful, yeah. mimey. <laughs> He's mindful, like mimeful. I love it. <laughs> yes. So, um, we we have Seattle Sadie kind of mm-hmm. make the, makes an appearance here, and I don't know if you notice. You know how much I like the kids' fashion. She definitely is wearing the right top for this challenge, and she decides. That the, her team's kind of going down. She, I think she kind of can see that. Yes. So then what she decides is the best thing to do is start doling out compliments on outfits to the performers, which well, was so well, funny. Wrote compliments because it's not individualized <laughs> compliments. It's just, I like your outfit. You nice, look great. Nice outfit. <laughs> yeah. What an outfit. And she's teaching all the other kids on her team. Yeah, we should do a lot of these compliments. Uh, and, and one of the things I like about her is she definitely has strategy going into this. Like, she's like, oh, no, this is what you do at this point, which also comes up later. She has strategy and she has recipes in her back pocket. And in her I, fish apron. I do have to point out, too, the pronoun problem with the bearded lady. Because... <laughs> They call the bearded lady a he, and the bearded lady says, I'm a she. Yeah. And then Gordon Ramsay goes, did she have a beard? Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was interesting that they that they uh, pushed the bearded lady thing towards the end and that the kids were so confused, although it was... You know, I thought it was really... T- I liked the, ki- the way the kids treated the bearded lady. Yeah. But I also wonder, like, in this day and age... Does it make sense to have, like, bearded ladies testing salmon? I don't know. It's I mean, it was something a, to ponder. It was Circuses are very old-fashioned. Yeah. Very, that, was, very. that was kind of my thing. So they announced the winner. 
And it's the blue team. Yes. And then the mime goes out and amongst the kids and starts high-fiving them. Was that before or after Evie said she was speechless? Maybe she doesn't deserve a standing ovation, but perhaps a little clap. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then... then So the the mime's out there. High-fiving. So there's a high-fiving mime. Wait, was it a... Real high five or was it a mimed high five? It was a real high five, but it was two hands because it was two kids at once. So what did you say you called that movement (laughs) (laughs) earlier? Like when it's not an actual mime, you actually do the thing. Exaggerated movement. (laughs) Yes. But it was, this didn't seem exaggerated, which is one of the other reasons I thought it wasn't a mime because I think an actual mime probably would have been more mimeful in their movement. Yeah. So, and that, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, the mime just kind of came out of the, out of nowhere. Yeah, well, it was like, okay, we have all these clowns and a mime. Yeah, he was they, the star of the show. Because usually it'd be like, we have all these performers and a clown. So the mime yeah. was, mimes are the clowns of cl- clowns. clowns. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just the one-off for that one. I do kind of like that they didn't play up the whole, I'm afraid of clowns or clowns are creepy because... I know that's pretty much a trend. Like when you talk about clowns or you hear people talk about clowns, it's always some negative um, connotation. And I know the movie, it maybe factors into it, but it was kind of nice to not kind of play to that. Right. Even though I have had a bad clown experience. Who hasn't? (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) Do you want to relive it? No, I don't want to relive it. I'm just saying I've had a bad clown experience. So I'm sensitive to clowns. For sure. Um, and so then we find out there's a birthday cake challenge. Yes, it is time for the elimination challenge. Um, and they decide, the judge, judges decide right off the bat, there are some people safe. They don't even have to do the elimination challenge because they did so well on the feeling team. Yes. And um, Sadie is not one of them. No, she isn't. And I think she was surprised. I think she was surprised too because I think she thought her compliments... <laughs> would push her over the yeah. edge into the team. But it did not. So it looks like Ivy is one of the ones mm-hmm. that's safe. Yes. We have um, team leader Che mm-hmm. and Malia. Yep. And they're all picked and go back up right up onto the balcony. And the black ap- it's time for the black aprons to come on. That's right. Um, because obviously you don't want them to still be wearing their team apron. Um, and... One of the things I learned from uh, Christina Tozzi during this challenge is one of the reasons you call it a birthday cake is it can be imperfect. And it, yes, so, and it seems like she want, she likes them when they're imperfect. Right. So a wedding cake, for example, would have to be like perfect. Mm-hmm. But a birthday cake is just an expression of, of, the, per, the, of the person making it. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. You know, and Arone was transported to his youth, tasting his cake. Because he just, he had a, a cho- like a cake full of cho- chocolatey goodness. Um, Christina and a version of her Funfetti cake, yes. which just looks so delicious yes. to me. And then um, Gordon Ramsay's looked like he got it from Costco. Well, I said Safeway, but yeah, Safeway or Costco. Um but it did sound good because it had like lemon yeah. buttercream Yeah, I mean, it, it was good, but even Ivy said that's a lot of green. <laughs> And she was right because it was like a thick layer of green frosting. And who wants a big mound of green frosting? I don't know. I guess Gordon Ramsay. Well, 
he he loves I guess he loves it. That seemed like a cake that some judge maybe in a different competition, not saying any other competitions, Top Chef Junior. <laughs> but the judges would say, "Oh my goodness, it, there's just too much artificial coloring in this cake. Yeah. I can taste it. It's bitter." Well, and they do that on the cooking shows too, because if you do use too much of that dye, you Especially can taste the, the red dye. One, yeah, yeah, you can taste the dye, and that looked like green like pool table green um that cake but anyway so so seattle sadie it gives a sly little smile i don't know if you caught that when they announced the challenge and she's whipping out her master chef champagne champagne pink champagne cake with rose yes (laughs) um so she's really gunning for the time right for the She's she's had this gun in her holster. Like, she's been waiting to pull this cake out because she's like, oh, good, the cake. Yeah. I can do my cake. And it's a winner. Yeah. Because she served it to her mom, her mom's friends while they're listening to Barbara Streisand albums. <laughs> They've, and, and Neil, was it Neil Diamond? And Neil Diamond Records. They're f- best, not, what was... Um, and they eat champagne cake yeah. all together while yeah. they're sitting and listening to the albums. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, that was a, a good one. Um, and then I got nervous for Kate because they showed her oh. package. And sometimes when they show your package for the first time in an elimination challenge, it means you're going to go. Yeah. And I got really nervous Me because too. we haven't seen Kate much, but she's very sweet. And I was like, oh, please don't send Kate home right she now. She is so tender. They show her down home at the farm. And... Um, I don't know if you uh, remember the photo of her when she was a wee little Kate, but she was much more of a ginger when she was a baby with little freckles. And I did not want to see Kate go home. I haven't gotten enough of Kate yet. Winter cow farm. I know. Very cute. And then, so they also do a package on Aaron. Mm -hmm. um, And he has a lot of confidence to go along with his blue glasses. And um, they show him at home, and it seemed like he was baking for a ton of, or cooking or baking for a ton of ladies in his family. So I don't necessarily believe that um, Aaron gets much, um, much critical feedback at home. I think he gets a lot of encouragement and um, <laughs> claims right. of greatness. Well, he did say... Um, ladies will never go hungry when awesome Aaron is cooking. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to eat some of the awesome Aaron's dishes, but that I guess I'm not a lady. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then they show Ashley at home as well. Right. Um, and this is this was this is foreshadowing, but Ashley and her great blonde tips. Um, says she's got this in the bag, which means sometimes, uh-oh. And the other thing that kind of scared me off the bat was she was using four berries. And as we know, many times if you don't cook down fruits with a lot of water, mm-hmm. um, the fruits that contain a lot of water, it makes the cake really dense and soggy. Yes, um, and also, I, and to her detriment in this particular season, her family is not independently wealthy. 
because it seems like if, if you're you have a mansion, if you have easier. a mansion, it's easier to be on Top Chef or Master Chef Junior. Yeah. So I was, I was, I thought that was crazy. So yeah, so so far, and then they, um, we we see Tal, and he he's the grown man in the competition, and he's making a delicious blackout cake and the reason why he's making it is to honor his mom and dad because he tells an adorable story about them having to go and buy like three maybe cakes at the very last minute for their wedding reception because there was some kind of snafu with their cake that they ordered right and i got excited when i heard blackout um, chocolate cake They're, they're pretty delicious and then, you know, Mateo cooked his cake. Did which I, I think what Mateo did was just throw a bunch of stu- stuff together in a pan hey, and hope for the best. It worked. It did. His cake was good. Don't, don't judge Mateo. He, he can pull together a cake in a, in a hurry. But then um, they went, was cut back to Tal and Jaden said it was a poop, his cake was a poopy chocolatey mess. That bummed me out a little bit because Jaden was a hero earlier. And I think that, you know, Jaden was, I guess, brave enough to say what everybody else was thinking. Um, (laughs) But it was a little harsh because Tal was struggling with this frosting especially. But, you know. It's true. It was true. It did look like poop. Oh, come on. Come on. (laughs) Um, and so now we we popped over to judging. So do you want to tell us about a little bit about Sadie, who is first up? Um, no, <laughs> I don't write anything down. Okay, about Sadie. well, so Gordon says it's a work of art. Yes. Um, and then she talks about how she is under the impression that adults like alcohol, and it was confusing. <laughs> she's she's about strategy, though. Yeah. Because it was a charm offensive. For sure. Because every time she said it, Arone, like, threw his head back and laughed yeah. heartily. Yeah. I, I thought the other thing that was interesting, and, and Gordon also says that could be a $25 slice piece of cake. Yes. Um, But I was confused as to if Sadie's ever made this cake before or if she hasn't made the cake before. So, because it seemed like there were maybe some mixed messages going on I, with that. I think she had obviously made the cake yeah. before. More than once in preparation for coming on the show. I do too, but she kind of played it like I just came down. It's, it's down, all strategy. Yeah. yeah. It is all strategy. Yeah. Master chef strategy. Um, the other thing I noticed was Evie, um, for the winner from the other team up in the balcony, and Sadie, they seem to be buddies. Like I could see a yes. little bit of a buddy connection with them. So I'm looking forward to seeing their friendship um, blossom yeah, over the, sure. the next few episodes here. So I was, I, I thought that Christina was brave to take a giant bite of Tal's cake. Yeah. Because she really wanted that cake to be delicious. Yeah, and it just wasn't. She said it was below average. That's harsh from Christina. It is. And if but Christina Tozzi tells you you're below average. Well, it's a cake. It's not. She's <laughs> yeah, not telling him he's below average. She's saying his cake is below average, and she is a cake expert. And yeah. my cake, she would also judge to be below average. I don't think so, David. So <laughs> I must disagree with that. <laughs> then Aaron's cake was undercooked. 
But he thought it was the best cake he's ever made because then he goes on to say, it's because it's the, it's the only cake I've ever made. So I'm just saying those ladies at home give him a lot of affirmation. Yeah, it's like, it's like me. It's bright, it's awesome, and like all the positive adjectives. Yeah. But really, it was flat and undercooked. Yeah, the crumb looked, it looked kind of gross. Yes. And then Mateo, okay, this is one of my, this is my favorite part of Mateo's cake. He made a cupcake, a little cuppy, as a garnish on top. That's it's a, pretty cute. That's a pretty good job, especially when Christina Tozzi is one of the people that's going to be judging it. And how cute then was Kate, who's next? She got so, like, she's so tender, and she was tickled when Christina gave her praise. Yes, she was very tickled, and um, I was very glad that she hers was delicious. I was I was glad too. Do you remember what flavor she made? Um, I don't. I think it had it was pink maybe with raspberries had, on top. It had raspberries on yeah. top. I just didn't know the flavor of the yeah. cake. So yeah, but it looked it looked good, um, and poor Jayla didn't look good. Well, I I think that Jayla's cake was a slight fake out because Aron liked the way it looked. It was a galaxy cake and it mm-hmm. was multiple colors, but you know you're in trouble when the judge says. I can't really tell what the flavor of this cake is. Yeah, that was muddled. Yeah, it seemed like she put a lot of ingredients in it yes. and on it. Yeah. Um, and then Ashley. Okay, you know it's trouble when we hear Gordon cut into the cake and say, oh dear. And then they don't do a cliffhanger to a commercial. Right, right. Like if it was a cliffhanger, oh dear, it would mean he would say, Oh, dear. Right. This is the best thing I've ever had in my life. And instead it was, oh, dear, when I try and cut into this, it's slicky sliding around. And yeah. It's like two lumps of sponge on top of one another. Yeah, the, the surprising thing was the berries weren't the issue with that cake. No. It was that coconut no. stuff. I think, I think, this is the thing, I think she probably can make a really delicious cake. Mm-hmm. And it's that chemistry thing where she either left something out or mismixed it, or did something, because they kind of knew what she had done wrong with the frosting. Yeah. Like, she had added too much coconut milk or something into yeah. the frosting. It's but co- I think it was, like, coconut cream. It's the stuff you make pina coladas with. That right. super sweet. So, it, they, she had added too much of that to that, but I, there's also seemed like she had just made a small chemistry error in her cake, because it was cooked in a really making, specific way. Like baking powder instead of baking soda yeah, or something. Yeah, some little tiny thing because obviously she could make a cake. Yeah. And so that was that was bad. Speaking of pina coladas, do you remember when I gained 10 pounds in a week because I was making um, mocktail, like <laughs> pina coladas without the alcohol in them because I thought they were so good? I do. I remember that. <laughs> And you kept saying, taste this. And I was like, it doesn't taste good to me. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You. They were so good. But seriously, I, I think it, maybe I'm exaggerating 10 pounds in a week. It was probably 7 pounds, um, which is a lot of weight to gain in so a week. What, what was in your mock pina colada? <laughs> well, it was that coconut cream, that super right. sugary one, where you can get the large size can at... Um, uh, Smart Foods here in Seattle. It cash used and carry. it used to be called Cash and Carry. I missed that name, and like, I think it used unsweetened pineapple juice, but 
pineapple juice has so much sugar in yeah. it. And it was that and ice um, and maybe real like fresh pineapple chunks. It was so good. Yeah, it was a it was a tropical delight. Yeah, but that was that was probably fifteen years ago, and I don't think I've had one since. No, so. I think that was that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of delight. Okay, so let's go to the top. The top contestants. Weren't you so happy that Kate was like yes, called out in the top? I was, and I also uh, was. I was super happy about Kate, and then Sadie got best cake. Best cake, and she knew it. Like. I could, you could see a little smile on her face. She knew she was going to have the best yeah. cake. And then her little strategy mind, she says, I I do it because I want women and girls to know they can do whatever they set oh, their yeah. minds to. Yeah. Yeah. She's smart. She's smart. She's smart. I she like is. her. I like her. And then we also have Aaron um, in the top and Sweet Mateo in his cuppy um, decoration. Right. So that was great. Then we ha- we go to Tal and Ashley and Jayla, who are at no no surprise are all yeah. three in the bottom. And Tal and Ashley go home. I know it, it was a little it was a little sad, especially because Ashley started to cry, and it looks like Ashley her her left yep. Patty somehow that they didn't really show. Which you know it wasn't dramatic. Or it could have been because she went home and she hurt herself. And yeah. usually, I don't know, maybe they decided they don't want to show the hurt yourself and go home stories. They only want to show the hurt yourself and win yeah, and, stories and bound, this year. Rebound, I, I think so. Um, just a little shout out to Tallulah on the balcony. We didn't see a lot of her. No. But I am calling it now. Tallulah is going to be a sleeper. You think she's a sleeper? I think she's a sleeper in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Young Young Pepper is a sleeper. Yeah, I think Tallulah and Reed are gonna uh, shine so bright in later episodes. Okay. I hope. And, I hope. And I'm I still am a Sadie Seattle guy. I I yeah I'm I'm good with that too. And I I think it was Sadie. I'm but I can't say for sure. But we hear somebody on the balcony, a, a f- young female um, contestant, shout out. Um, bye. I love you. Which I thought was very was sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, and uh, yeah, and I I have a little Jaden nugget too. Oh, what? Which is um, he and Nico have hung out together since the show. There's a picture I saw it on Instagram. Um, I was looking at the Instagram account because they tweeted. Um, one of the kids' Instagram accounts, and I looked at hers. Were they Irish dancing? No, oh. I think they were at an amusement park, but oh. they were hanging out together. So Cute. Nico and Jaden are friends, and I'm assuming what Jaden was doing was telling her um, what Tall's cake looked like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's <laughs> it for this week. <laughs> Next week, we're going to have some type of goldfish challenge. Delicious. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.